gathered up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2017. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Concord at Pasadera. It takes place August 11th and 12th, and the event kicks off Monterey Car Week. This year, they're celebrating Ferrari's 75th anniversary, among many other special events. To learn more, go to PasaderaConcord.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yacht. Today I'm in Monterey, ah, beautiful Monterey, California, with a very special returning guest. In fact, he's a three-peater here, Rick Barnett. Rick, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Let's do it, Mark. All right, we're going to have some fun. I appreciate you coming back. We're going to talk a lot about the Concord Pasadena this year because it's in its fourth year now, and you guys are just always doing some cool things to start off Car Week for all of us crazy folks. But I did ask you this before, but I'm hoping for something different today. What's maybe one other unique thing about you that most people don't know, Rick? Well, uh, so this is going to this will be a, a worldwide revelation. All right, you're giving me a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually born and raised in a log cabin in Illinois, just like uh, Abraham Abe Lincoln. Lincoln. No way. Serious? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, my mother and grandmother came over from Berlin after the war. And uh, wow. My mother and grandmother built a log cabin in the little town of Fox Lake, Illinois. Wow. And that's where I was raised until the age of seven. So I went went through first grade there and lived a, a charmed life in a little itty bitty town on the, the chain of lakes and uh, log cabin that my mother and grandmother built. So I have to ask, did you have to read your books by candlelight? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, there was electricity and indoor plumbing. In the okay, okay. Wow. Well, see, this yeah. is why I asked this question. I learned some very interesting things about my guests, and I've known you for a while, so not that I know everything about you, but yeah, that's there's a, a little interesting scoop about you, yeah. so I appreciate you sharing that. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to talk about this year's events. Rick Barnett is the chairman at the Concord at Pasadena. Now in its fourth year, as I said, uh, this event launches Car Week in the Monterey Peninsula, and this year's feature is Ferrari's 75th anniversary. Rick, we're getting a little bit old here, I think. Uh, he was appointed in 2019 as chairman of the Concord Pasadena to oversee the event, bringing car collectors and enthusiasts to this exceptional event. He's a Time Warner published author, has hosted TV shows, and has been the on-air host for numerous trade and training media communication programs. He serves as contributing editor at Art Business News, and he's the chairman of the board of the Bridge Restoration Ministry, an addiction recovery program for both men and women there on the Monterey Peninsula. We'll be back in a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so please give them a little listen. Keep your seatbelts on. Car Week's coming on fast. We'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, UltraTech, Reflect, Form Fit, 
custom view shield and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. So Rick, uh, another year, fourth year. Now, when I think about fourth year for the Concord Pasadena, I almost feel like your event's been around forever, but it hasn't, but it's in its fourth year. So first off, hats off, because running events like this is, boy, is definitely a challenge. But I want to start with this concept. What is the Pasadena Concours culture? What is this event all about? Because we have all these events during Car Week, and they're so different. They're so varied. But what's the culture of your event? Well, you know, Mark, the first Concours that I attended was back in 1979 with my first-time date, Lori Smith, where we attended the Concord Elegance at Pebble Beach. And that was my first exposure to a Concord event. And of course, the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance has emerged or morphed since that time in 1979. 
where at that at that moment and really going into the 80s and even early the early 90s it was really an event that was focused more on the elegant cars of the era however as we know today when we attend the concours at uh, at Pebble Beach that they've incorporated a number of things not the least of which is race cars race cars are now uh, have now been shown at Pebble, which was not the case in the early days of Pebble Beach, at least I, I should say for a period of time. I wasn't I wasn't there back in the 50s, but from the late 70s into the early uh, mid 80s, it was more of a of a show of elegance and design. But since that time, uh, dating back to 79, and now here we are in in the 2020s, I had attended a number of car shows, a number of events throughout the United States. And, you know, you're able to gather tidbits of winning formula that can come together to create something unique and different. At least that was our hope when we took a look at launching uh, the first ever event in 2019 at Casadera. And so the objective really was to create, first of all, a launch of Car Week, which for those of us that can remember back then in 1979, Car Week was a three-day event. It started on Friday, went all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, there were private parties and things like that that happened on Thursday, but really it was a three-day event. And then over the years, it's grown to four days, five days, and today, Car Week is now Car Nine Days. Last year, 23 events that happened during that nine-day period of time. And our, our hopes were that we would create the launch to Car Week that would be uh, casual, relaxed, elegant, but friendly, and, uh, and one that, that could also embrace family, younger car enthusiasts, as well as both sides, male and female, and come up with something that was relaxed, enjoyable, excellent food, excellent wines, something that you could actually spend two, three, four hours in and meet new friends, meet old friends, see a variety of cars that focused in a couple of different directions. And so our objective from the very beginning in 2019 was to be able to bring together collectors and enthusiasts, youngsters, and uh, those of us that are not so young, and uh, be able to have an incredible, enjoyable afternoon experience sharing good friends, good food, and good fun. And this year, we're talking about the 75th anniversary of Ferrari, a mark that I think everybody seems to love, even if you may never have a Ferrari in your garage. It's got to be one of the most notable logo brands on the planet. I'd have to do a little study, but I'll bet you that's probably one of the the ones up there. Let's talk about how you guys are going to celebrate their 75th anniversary. You know, it, what was interesting was when we first decided that the 75th anniversary would be the theme this year, I actually sat back in my chair, did a little bit of research, and asked myself an important question. If Enzo were going to do the event, if Enzo were going to arrive at the event, what would he want to see? What would he want to do? Nice. And so we actually looked at it from that perspective, and uh, I think most Ferrari aficionados will agree that Enzo had a fair ego about his racing prowess, about the design of his cars, even the owners of the cars. And we actually pulled up, Mark, famous Enzo quote 
that uh, is not used very often, but I thought it, it really uh, was uh, appropriate for the theme of this year's event, and that is that he said in a little-known quote, uh, the Ferrari is a dream. People dream of owning this special vehicle, and for most people, it will remain a dream apart from those lucky few. And I think that text really exemplified who he was as a uh, manufacturer, as a designer, as a race enthusiast, a race dominator. Certainly, we saw that in a period of time at Le Mans, uh, where Ferrari was the 800-pound gorilla. And he was very proud of the, of the quality of craftsmanship and the performance of his vehicles. And so our objective this year, interestingly enough, was not only to give recognition to the famous brand, but also to give recognition to the famous designers of the brand. And so we took off and began to create a punch list of manufacturers, coach builders, and influential designers of the Ferrari automobile. And so this year, uh, if you attend uh, the event, you'll see a very unique Lancia. You'll see, surprisingly enough to most people, a Volvo, a Volvo 1800ES sport wagon. You'll ask, you'll ask yourself as you go down the list in the center court, uh, what is it about these cars that were chosen? And the facts are that uh, these are all vehicles that have been chosen, some of which, most of which are Ferrari, but many are not, that had an influence from a design house or a designer, in other words, a coach builder or a designer that at one time worked at Ferrari or worked for one of the design houses that designed for Ferrari that had an important influence on the vehicles themselves as they morphed from the 50s into current day current day production. How cool. Yeah, there's a beautiful 1956 Alfa Romeo, a 1900 CSS Touring that will be there, an award winner. There'll be an Apollo GT. I'm sure that a lot of the uh, the listeners have never even heard of that car, but there was a designer that worked at Ferrari that was very influential in creating the Apollo GT. A Lancia, a 54 Lancia. I mentioned the Volvo. Uh, I'm sure that most everybody would not know that Volvo actually had a Ferrari designer influence in their uh, 1800 Ford wagon. And so some of the history of these designers and the coach builders will be brought out during the show, and people will be able to experience the history and the culture of what made Ferrari great and how that influence worked its way into other manufacturers as well. Very cool. You know, you think of the Apollo GT, I go back to Intermechanica and Frank Reisner and his son, Henry, who's a friend of mine up in Canada, who uh, ran that yeah. company for years. And uh, of course, Scaglioni, I believe. Franco Scaglioni, is he the designer that you're referring to that also worked correct. for Ferrari? Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, you can see a lot of elements in that design uh, in Ferraris. Yeah. That's going to be fascinating. I, I love the approach that you took here. You know, another big part you mentioned in the intro here is great food, great people. And of course, with that goes great wine. And this year you've teamed up with my friend Kevin Butler at Adobe Road Winery, right? 
Kevin has been very gracious, obviously a racing enthusiast. I know that you know that background about him, Mark. Yep. Uh, a racing enthusiast. Adobe was the sponsor of uh, this year's Coast to Copper Blossom Trail Run that began in March. We kicked off car season, if you will, here at the Monterey Peninsula. Did the old course of Pebble and uh, went around Laguna Seca and then up through the Blossom Fields of the Central Valley and on ultimately to the little town of Copperopolis. And Kevin and his team brought out just exceptional wines for a three-day tour event that was just outstanding. And once again, Adobe has stepped up and will be the featured vineyard at this year's fourth annual Concord at Pasadena. You and he share an alumni reference here on Cars Yeah. He's been a three-peater, just like you, here on Cars Yeah. I've known Kevin a while. His racing series wines is, I mean, if, if you listeners have friends that are car people, you got to check out Adobe Road Racing Series, because those are the ultimate wine gifts to give to your car buddies uh, for sure. And of course, Brian Nazario, who's the director of marketing, rather new with that company, was a guest here this week to support your event here on Cars. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And you guys team up with some other great brands. One of them is Tiffany, which I believe is involved in the awards you're giving out this year, right? Yeah, once again, Tiffany has stepped up and from their collection created just amazing recognitions of achievement for the automobiles. And so both in center court and the alumni, as well as something that we'll be able to talk about, the Corvette Corral, these three groupings of exhibitions will each receive award recognition from Tiffany and Company, as well as the coveted Best of Show Tiffany Award Pasadena Cup, which will be given to the car that is chosen by the judges as the car that most exemplifies this year's theme and look of the event. And so Tiffany is just an outstanding partner. We're thrilled to have them providing the, the trophies and the exhibitor awards for our participants. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about some of the other incredible vehicles that we'll get to see at this year's event. Yeah. Well, we have... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but probably the best thing for me to do is to give you a perspective of the different classes or the, I'm sorry, the different categories of exhibition that will be shown. First of all, we talked about center court and some of the cars that, uh, that, that our exhibitors will be able to see are two very interesting but different 246 Dinos. And I won't go any further than that other than to say that if you're a early seventies Dino lover, you're going to be thrilled to see the two cars that will be on exhibit at center court. Also, the Dino that followed the 246, which was the Dino 308 GT4. Again, I love this because the 308 GT4, for those of you that are Ferrari fans, uh, the 308 GT4 was somewhat of an ugly duckling, or not an ugly duckling, but one that was just sort of taken for granted. Nobody, after seeing the 246, the 308, with this uh, angular design was was a disappointment for many, many years. And now today, the 308 becomes a car that collectors are seeking after. Uh, we'll see a, a, an F8 Tributo Spider uh, 2021, which you don't see an awful lot of those. Interesting, we'll see a, a one of Enzo's cars, that, that uh, the model, at least not his exact car, but a car that Enzo drove regularly, a... Uh, 
a Ferrari 400i. I know you're familiar with that oh, model, yeah, Mark. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the, yeah. the wonderful 308 GT4, the uh, Gandini Bertoni design car, which you're right. It's interesting how that car for a long time, it kind of aligns a bit with the Boxer, the BB12, which was, yeah. I never could figure out why it wasn't this chased after passionate, crazy car. I remember that poster I had on my yeah. wall as a kid in the smoke, the black one that was sure. on the cover of uh, Road and Track, I think it was. But now, of course, they've come into their own. I, I think it's taken a while for people to kind of appreciate some of these cars, but I'm happy to hear you're going to have, have them featured. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see We'll see a, an SF90 uh, that will be on display, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, we'll see uh, two very early Testarossas all very valuable and very exciting to to uh to look at uh these are cars that are in the 50 60 million dollar range uh and absolutely gorgeous gorgeous cars yeah you know uh, uh, most of us that are ferrari fans recall the old body design of the luso which was just such an exceptional driver and a wonderful car but a lot of people don't know that the luso came back or its name came back in late 2000s, 2017, 18, I believe. And so we'll see a GTC 4 Lusso, a four-wheel drive, almost looks like Ferrari's version of an SUV mm. or a sport wagon. We'll see that on, on the display. We'll see a, an 85 GTO. That particular model was, uh, was a bit unique. We'll even get to experience a uh, convertible uh, LaFerrari. Oh, uh, nice. which are very rare yeah. and fun to look at. I mean, the designs on these cars are just amazing. So we'll see cars that we don't expect and then cars that we do expect. Uh, one that is going to surprise most everybody and they're going to scratch their heads and wonder why it's there is uh, we'll see an MGB GT. People will wonder why that's there. Well, Panin Farina was the influential designer of the MGB GT. Yeah. And so yeah. we are going to give pay homage to that design. Nice. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. You, you say that to people and they go, what? Come on. Seriously? Yeah. But yeah. a lot of these great designers yeah. were involved in so many different vehicles. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about an inspirational person that both you and I uh, have known. He was a friend of mine for a long time here in the Pacific Northwest. So keep your seatbelts on because when we come back, we're going to be talking about another feature at the Pasadena Concours, and that is Laguna Seca's 65th anniversary. So we'll be right back. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars. Yeah. When you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers 
and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Cars yeah are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. So, Rick, let's talk about another anniversary that takes place this year, and that is Laguna Seca's 65th anniversary. Back in May, I focused on the, the fantastic his- historic races that are expanding this year to four days, which is pretty cool. I think it's pretty wise of them. They're removing their Sunday events back to Saturday, uh, starting earlier in the week. So those of us that want to be at Pebble Beach can see that. But one of the things that you're going to be talking about is a featured person who's no longer with us anymore, Pete Lovely, uh, a racer who I met, gosh, 29 years ago when I moved up here to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, He was born with the name Gerard Carlton, but everybody knew him as Pete Lovely. Let's talk about him for a moment. Well, you know, Laguna Seca is an interesting track. First of all, some of us, some who have never been out to California, would recognize the, the track name Laguna Seca from a famous Ford Mustang edition that uh, that came out here a few years ago and turned out to be a very track-worthy boss version of the Mustang. But Laguna Seca came to be after seven years, I believe seven years, of racing through the Pebble Beach Forest. Carol Shelby ran and won the last race in 1956 at Pebble Beach in a forest race. And by that time, there were a number of safety concerns that existed on that track because of the trees and the course, hay bales were no longer enough to provide proper insulation between the car and the tree, the driver. Not to mention the people standing along the track. Apart from that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, back in those days, uh, Mark, you could either buy a poster or you could buy a hay bale for yourself when you were were an an enthusiast. But anyhow, so in 1957, Laguna Seca happened, and the track became famous for a number of reasons. First of all, it was in one of the most beautiful areas of the world, the Monterey Peninsula. Secondly, it had a a very steep elevation change, which was unique at that time. The elevation shifted dramatically from the start to from start to finish. And in that elevation shift, there was an area of the track called the corkscrew. And it became sort of the, the notable feature of the track. The corkscrew was a very twisty, windy uh, elevation shift area of the track. And there was a lot of, I don't want to say action, there was, there was a lot of, of place shifting that went on through the corkscrew. Cars didn't survive the the speed or the the change well enough and so another competitor would overtake coming out of the corkscrew or going into the corkscrew yep. and so uh, there was all of that and it was just a fascinating track well in 1957 ferrari went up against the notable mercedes 300 
and there was a war, and that really is the, the, the only phrase to use. There was a war that went on in 1957 at that race between uh, Pete driving the Ferrari Testarossa and the 300 uh, that would chase him around the track. Ultimately, Pete Lovely was the winner. The Ferrari Testarossa uh, won the award, and Ferrari received that recognition award 65 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You think back to Pete Lovely being the guy that won the first race there, and he's, if you look back at his history, he's kind of been one of those forgotten guys. He was a, had his, kind of his own team a bit. He drove 11 F1 races. He debuted in 1959. He mostly drove a Lotus, and even as I got to know him up here, he had a beautiful 69 Lotus 49B that he would take to many um, driving events and racing events, uh, historic events. He worked with Butch Dennison, who's been a guest in the show. I've known Butch for 30 years, too. Who is, of course, runs Denison International. But back then, it was Pete Lovely Racing that Butch came to work with Pete. Yeah. And they restored some oh, marvelous cars, including a beautiful Ferrari Testarossa. And, uh, of course, his lovely wife, Nevely, which I don't know if how many people know this, but Nevely, the spelling of her name, if you said the word backwards, was 11 because Pete drove a Lotus 11. Do you ever know that? Never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'll put a link to Pete's that? Pete's history on uh, on Rich's show notes or Rick's show notes page here because um interesting guy. Uh, like I said, I was friends with him. I actually employed two of his daughters for a while when I was working at Grio's garage. So uh interesting history. So I think it's great that you're uh, a tribute to Laguna Seca's 65th anniversary and Pete Lovely, the guy who kind of started yeah. started it all there. Now, this year's poster. Tell us about this because uh, you've got a beautiful poster created by a wonderful artist. Yeah. My exposure to Concord posters began in 1979. Ken Ebert became a friend. He was a longtime artist that was part of the AFAS group that was always recognized at each Concord year after year. Uh, recently, that exhibit that always uh, was part of Pebble Beach has been uh, is no longer. But for a number of years, Ken and his fellow artists uh, would create an annual poster for the event. And when we decided, we meaning the committee, uh, decided that 2019 would be the first uh, Concor Pasadena event, we naturally thought of uh, the the poster culture that had been created by Pebble Beach. My wife, who attended the first event with me, uh, she was my one date. I say that. The short version is I took her on a, on a date, Lori Smith, in August 23rd, 1979. We, we uh, went on our first date to the Concours, uh, the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. That was a Sunday. Monday, I talked with her on the phone for a couple of hours, and Tuesday, I asked her to marry me. <laughs> And, you're, uh, <laughs> you're a fast-moving guy. Holy cow. You, when you saw something you wanted, you went after it. Holy mackerel. <laughs> she said, can I call you back? Yeah, because I, it was on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I need to think about this for a moment. <laughs> yeah. wow. Half an hour later, she called me back and said yes. And oh, my gosh. And married now for 43 years. Yeah, 43 years. You know, that's incredible. I, I mean, that's just what's wonderful, but it's incredible. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. anyway, so, back back to this poster. So we, yeah, back to the poster. So I remember uh, parking the car about three blocks from the entrance to, to the lodge, and and walking in. You know, thirty paid my thirty five dollars and walked in. Wait, and thirty five dollars, twenty five or fifty. <laughs> yeah. That's how much the a hot dog costs today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the posters were either twenty five or fifty dollars, and I didn't get one. 
And, and, you know, I've always regretted that. And so uh, just a few years, a couple of years ago, Lori got me one for Christmas. She paid $375 for yeah, it. Collector's items and I, now. And I thought, yeah, and I thought, you know, gosh, I just, I've got to get a, you know, we've got to do a poster for this event. Yeah. So our, our first fine artist poster was actually in the year 2020, Simon Bull, who did the amazing poster Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and when you go on to PasaderaConcord.com, uh, which is the home site, and you'll see the posters are shown there. Really just an amazing poster of the Ford GT and, uh, the Ferrari five, uh, I think it was a three, what was that? A three, anyhow, there was a battle going on between the two cars. Uh, ultimately, you know, the Ferrari, the, the Ford won. And, uh, and it had back to back wins. We had to have that moment in time captured. And so Simon Bull, the, the, the famous English artist captured that image, uh, of the two cars battling in, in the courtyard of Pasadena. Obviously a very, um, with artistic license, he brought about the passion of the event. The second event was Decade of Champions, the poster, Decade of Champions. And it was, celebrating Porsche's back-to-back win at Le Mans in 7071 in the 917. And, uh, of course, the 512 Ferrari chasing it, along with uh, Simon adding a Ford GT into that image, and at the very back, a, uh, uh, a Porsche 914, which I'll leave it at that. You can do the research on it and find out how in the world a Porsche 914 could have finished sixth overall against those giant behemoths. Uh, finishing 24 hours fixed overall. But Simon captured that, that image of Le Mans and the Dunlop Pyre and once again the Pasadena Tower and the backdrop and the mist. And so this year, as we looked at the 75th anniversary of Ferrari, we went to, uh, famous artist James Caldwell, the oh, son awesome. of architect James Caldwell Sr. And James was the artist year after year at Concorso Italiano. Mm-hmm. And uh, James brought together both the the passion of the race, the 65th anniversary of Laguna Seca, and the 75th anniversary of Ferrari as the Testarossas of that era are in the courtyard at Pasadena. I love it. You know, I think the car you were thinking about back in 2019 on your poster was the P3, right? The P3, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. This year's poster by James Caldwell is um, at Testarossa. Would that be the car that Pete Lovely did? Because Pete and Butch restored a Testarossa. And I've got a picture of my son. They loaned us that car when I was at Griot's to do a cover shot with. And I couldn't believe they brought it over and left it with us for like a week. You know, just sit there. I used to go out and just sit in that thing. I've got a picture of my son when he was about three years old sitting in that car. And it appeared back on the lawn at Pebble Beach years later when it was later sold and owned by a collector. And uh, the owner walked up and I said, I've got a picture of my son sitting in this car and he was three. <laughs> now my son is, I think Blake was like 12 or 13. He goes, well, would you like to sit yeah. in it again? So took another picture <laughs> of him. So uh, there you oh, go. Yeah. Very well, that cool. Car, that car will be on exhibit uh, at this year's Concord ah, nice. along with uh, hopefully, hopefully the pontoon fender yellow Testarossa that you see next to it. Ah, quite wonderful. So I'm going to mix up a question I typically ask my guests here, because you've been on the show before. It's the uh, get Mm -hmm. into your skull question. Uh, If you were reincarnated, 
incarnated as a vehicle, what would you be? But since we're celebrating Ferrari this year, and you guys are celebrating it at the Pasadena Concours, I'm going to make your answer, I'm going to require your answer to be a Ferrari of some kind. Now, this isn't which Ferrari you want to be, Rick. This is your perception of the man in the mirror, yourself as a Ferrari. What would you be and why? Yeah, well, uh, let's see. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You did this. I think you did this to me Oh, yeah, I I pulled this on you last time, too. Yeah, it makes you think a little bit. But, you know, maybe this will help you a little bit. If you think about all the great cars that are going to be at your event, if there was one that exemplifies you and who you feel you are, which one would it be? Yeah, you know, I I, I, I think I'll tell you the car that, that just, rings my bell is the 63 250 GT uh, Lusso. Mm. Steve McQueen drove it as a, as a daily driver. Uh, we had one that was brought in after extensive restoration uh, from a total. The car was totaled, and it was brought in at the very last minute at last year's Concours. Uh, the driver was seriously injured when the car was damaged. Uh, the car flipped over a semi-truck, uh, sideswiped it, and it was a total. Uh, and after years of restoration, at the last minute, uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Concord Day, the car arrived by its pro- driven by its project manager that had taken years and years to, uh, to complete. And, uh, and I was so taken by that car. Uh, because it, 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 it's an interesting, you know, the Lusso is an interesting car of that era. It was definitely fast. It was definitely, um, it was definitely a great handler, but it was also, uh, you know, a boulevard car. It, it was comfortable. It had comfortable seats and so forth. And I think the Lusso, that era Lusso was probably the car that, that brings my bell the most. <laughs> I love it. Now, supporting yeah, charities yeah. has been a big part of your life, of course, and it's a big part of, Every Concours out there these days, it's a wonderful part of the car community, raising funds and helping people. What are the charities you guys are supporting this year? Once again, we have chosen three charities that uh, reach out not just here in the peninsula, although they're based here in the peninsula, but they have a global impact. One is uh, the court-appointed special advocate, the CASA program that has a chapter here in the, on the Monterey Peninsula in Monterey County. They do an excellent job working with the foster care program uh, and children. So CASA is one. The Bridge Restoration Ministry, which is an addiction recovery program for men and women, now celebrating its 15th year, uh, having graduated hundreds of men and women freed from addiction, both uh, drugs and alcohol. And uh, they're with the program for an entire year. Uh, when they graduate, many of them have gone through vocational training and come back in their families or into their their workplaces changed people and just amazing to see that metamorphosis and so the bridge restoration ministry the second one and then finally the laguna seca raceway foundation very important the uh, board members are just exceptional people ross merrill whose son just recently raced at lamont this year is the board president we are paying special, we're giving a special honor this year and subsequent years to come on Ken Schley, who is a board member, a racing enthusiast. Uh, Ken had a love for a uh, Alpha Duetto that he, uh, that he drove, a 69 Alpha Duetto. And so this year, um, we are recognizing Ken's work for the foundation, uh, whose 
job is to create enhancements, both safety and spectator and driver enhancements for the Laguna Seca Raceway track. So they come alongside the track, alongside the county, and provide funding, additional funding for enhancements for the track. Ken was a, a, a tireless worker at the foundation, uh, for the foundation, a great man, just recently passed on. And uh, we will be presenting uh, this year the first love award to a recipient who has had uh, his exhibit, his or her exhibit vehicle for an extended period of time, uh, has had loyalty and love for that car. And, uh, and it really translates to the way Ken felt about his alpha. And so uh, that will be, this will be the first year that that award is given on behalf of Ken Schley uh, and the Schley family. So uh, there are three charities that are all very worthy. We're very excited to, uh, to have them as part of the event this year once again. Nice tribute for Ken, for sure. Has there yeah. been a great book since we last spoke uh, last year that you've read, maybe this past year, you'd like to share? You know, if you remember, uh, you asked me that question last time, and um, and I told you there was a book that had come out entitled Faster, and it was it's just an amazing book uh, of what was going on in the 30s between you know incredible sort of the Jewish challenge of uh, of Nazi Germany and race car drivers that were racing uh, the Delahaye and so forth, and it just it, Neil Bascom was is the author. And you asked me that last year, and it's funny because uh, I just recently reread it, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. and and it really is just an exceptional book. And I would recommend that anybody that that the the romance of race car driving and also the challenge of history at that time are both brought out in this particular book. Um, uh, Jewish driver and teams up with an American heiress that has plenty of money. And they create a racing team to beat Hitler's squad of cars at that time. So great, great book. Absolutely. Neil's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. In fact, we did a couple book giveaways when he was a guest. So uh, you listeners, if you missed that talk with Neil, uh, go back. And if you haven't read the book, get yourself a copy. It's a wonderful combination of history of motor cars, racing, time, culture, and people. Wonderful way to go. You have taken us on another fun ride today, Rick. Uh, Can't wait for this year's event. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some parting words of inspiration or inspiration or a, a driving thought to get people to attend this year's Pasadena Concours? Sure. Maybe not so much our particular event, but events in general. I think the wonderful, uh, the wonderful part about uh, automobiles and automobile enthusiasts is that uh, you can attend an event either as an exhibitor or a guest or an enthusiast and surround yourself with collectors. One might have a Ferrari, another might have a 76 Eldorado convertible, and another might have a a Rambler station wagon. And there can be a love of the car, no matter who the owner is and no matter what they're driving. And I think the wonderful thing about uh, car automobile enthusiasts, car events, car collectors, is that we find ourselves when we're together as a on, on a level playing field. We all, regardless of the cars that we own or uh, what we do with them, the automobile enthusiast can find himself on common ground no matter who he's sitting next to, talking to, etc. So it's a wonderful community that we're all a part of. And uh, young and old, 
male, female, it doesn't matter. Uh, being a part of uh, this community of enthusiasts is a wonderful life. Absolutely. And listeners, again, start your car week a little early this year, August 11th and 12th, the Concord at Pasadero. You can go to their website to learn more, PasaderaConcord.com. Rick, thanks for being so generous and coming back and sharing more about this year's event. Sounds absolutely brilliant, fantastic. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Pasadero Concord. We'll have some fun. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.